Top five better alive. Life, Coming to America, Nutty Professor, The Golden Child, and Boomerang. Welcome to the first episode of My Critical Analysis. This is my critical analysis of Coming to America. Let's get into it. Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to My Critical Analysis, a new segment on my podcast here at The Multi-Tapper. I'm your host, Marcus The Multi-Tapper. I decided to open this segment up with the sequel to Coming to America because I heard a lot of negative feedback and I heard a lot of negative things about this movie and I didn't feel that way. So I figured what better way to address it than through my podcast where I clearly have millions of listeners. (laughs) I will someday. And then all of um, you guys who are listening now will start to hate me. (laughs) Isn't that how fame works? (laughs) But let's get into it. So Coming to America. Coming to America, coming to, this is going to be confusing, okay, because the first film is named, as you've heard in my top five Dead or Alive, is the first original film released in 1988 is named Coming to America, T-O-2. The sequel, which is released, as you know, this past weekend, March 5th, 2021, is coming to the number two, as in a second one that nobody asked for (laughs) but so coming to america is a highly anticipated that's subjective (laughs) a lot of people weren't anticipating it based on just the trailer but coming to america is the sequel to the 1988 film of similar sounding name coming to america this film picks up in current modern day life in zamunda where king jaffe is dying and berating a king for not having a son to be the heir to the throne which leads to semi-remembering a one-night stand Akeem had with Mary, played by Leslie Jones, who they met at the bar in the infamous scene from the original movie. There's a really cool, modernized extension of that scene with CGI and like uh, makeup effects. It's really, uh, it was very well done. Certain scenes like that were very well done. I really like the makeup and costumes in the movie, really. But Akeem wants to go back to America to find his son to fulfill his father's wishes by honoring age-old Zamora traditions this is the very very short version of what the film is about that is the gist of it to me there's going to be spoilers here by the way so if you don't want the movie spoiled for you or if you've heard enough negative stuff about it to where you're just like all right somebody just tell me what happens in this movie so that is the gist of the story to me the root of the story because the story really picks up where King Jaffe Joffer, Jaffe, <laughs> King Jaffe, King Jaffe, is that I said their name? King Jaffe is dying, basically. Akeem is realizing that he doesn't, you know, he has three daughters, he doesn't have a son. And Jaffe has always been about tradition. That was a, a highlight in the first film because all the marriages in Zamunda were arranged and you had a bride picked out for you, even if you didn't even know her. That was like the, the highlight of the first one. That was the, you know, them changing tradition. It's like, you are the king, you know, you can change tradition at any point. Anyway, so that's really where the story picks up and why the story kind of takes on the shape that it takes on if anybody wants to get the quick part (laughs) or if anybody wants to get a wrap-up of the synopsis to me that is the synopsis so my thoughts what do i think i enjoyed it i enjoyed this movie a lot i thought it was fun i enjoyed it because my expectations were low and my expectations got lower as the movie progressed (laughs) i don't know if that makes sense but like 
you know how it is. Like sometimes the closer you get to something, like you're just you realize that you hadn't been waiting on it like that. So as the movie played out and as I started to see like how quickly things were progressing, my expectations adjusted. So based on my expectations, I was happy. I was happy with it. It was and I'll I'll just say this right off the bat. If you go into it thinking it's gonna be lightning captured in a bottle twice you're going to be highly disappointed. If you go into it thinking just because they got all of the old, a lot of, or or they got as many as they could, which is really awesome to me. They got as many of the old cast members as they could into this new movie. And that means it's going to be just as good. You're going to be sadly mistaken. Because I know a lot of times with sequels to big movies, one of the biggest issues is that they always change characters. Like the sequel to The Mask. (laughs) starring Jim Carrey like the sequel was starring Jamie Kennedy it was just ridiculous like it it was such a a stretch from what it originally was so I understand that you know a lot of sequels are like that sometimes unless the big actors sign on for a three-part or have a three movie deal or you know a trilogy or whatever and like it's usually agreed upon ahead of time so if you go into the movie thinking it's going to be old school eddie murphy um comedy you're going to be disappointed it's a family movie now not to say that the first one wasn't a family movie because i'm sure some of y'all got messed up families <laughs> and y'all had y'all um and y'all parents had y'all on the floor watching coming to america Like, it wasn't nothing wrong with it, which to me it wasn't, you know, but there is nudity and a lot of cursing in the movie and whatnot and sexual themes. Like, all of that is out of it for the most part. Like, there's like, I can honestly think of right now off the top of my head one scene where there's even a hint like toward anything sexual. Like, outside of the the retro scene where they go back to the club and Simeon Akeem are reminiscing on when they were in the club trying to pick up or trying to find his queen they show um a funny scene between leslie jones and uh eddie murphy basically how she ended up getting pregnant with his son like outside of that there's one scene where um akeem actually gets his son back to zamunda he meets the royal bathers they're not nude but he's just like um He's, he's just taken aback by like, oh, wow, all three of y'all want to watch me like naked. <laughs> and then he goes and talks to his mom about it, Leslie Jones. And then she's, you know, she's sitting in the tub, which looks like it's just her sitting in the tub. And then like two seconds later, this buff, masculine black man, <laughs> this Adonis of man <laughs> emerges from the water. And she's like, yeah, can we can we just wash up just one more time? <laughs> like, so he goes back underwater. But like, that's like the extent of it. So it's very to me very pg-13 it's very safe i think eddie and the filmmakers wanted to go in another direction with this they succeeded at that in their quest to do something different they alienated a lot of the core fans from the original movie which they i'm sure they were expecting because there's even a joke in the movie about sequels that nobody asked for so akeem's son which i can't even remember his name but (laughs) akeem's son and the girl he's falling for are like walking around the land of Zamunda or they're walking around the palace. They're talking about American films and it comes up that like, oh, all American movies are the same. Nothing new, nothing different, just rehashes and uh, sequels to old movies that nobody cares about. They say something like that. So I agree, <laughs> but 
I understand people's criticism of this movie and why it hasn't been well received, especially as well received as the original. A lot of this movie is fan service, which sounds kind of weird because it's like <laughs> they alienated the fans at the same time. But there's a lot of fan service in here and there's a lot of callbacks. And I genuinely think they had fun making this movie. Like just you could just tell by the vibes on set. Like they were all just they all just seemed to be happy just to be around each other. A lot of black comedians, you know, the full black cast. I thought it was dope. But I understand the criticism and why a lot of people don't like it or why a lot of people have been making fun of it. It does something different. It turned a classic into a family fun comedy for the most part. That to a lot of people makes the movie corny. Like a lot of people feel like, oh, they ruined the classic, but they didn't ruin the classic. They didn't remake Coming to America. They made a sequel to it. Everything in the first film still stands like everything that was true from that first film crossed over into the second film like Akeem is still married to Lisa they got the same actress to play her James Earl Jones is still the king um like all these things are the same the story for the most part was executed well but it could have been executed better if they had taken themselves as seriously as they did with the first film which I don't think they did that to me stands out the most because there's an element to the movie where you can just everything just feels like a, a joke like not to say that people were well yeah I will say people were phoning in their performances Obviously, the biggest standout for a lot of people was Wesley Snipes, you know, who was amazing. The three young girls who played Akeem's daughters, they were amazing. But they, you could tell they obviously weren't taking it as serious as the first film. Because of that, there's an element in there where it just kind of feels like, all right, y'all just, you know... You got all these one-liner joke moments, and they have some jokes that are, like, outdated, and even they make fun of that even in itself. There's a moment in the movie where Eddie Murphy says, like, his clothes are on fleek or something like that, <laughs> and his daughter tells him that, like, nothing is on fleek anymore. Like, basically, we don't say that anymore, and he's like, really? I like being on fleek. <laughs> so... Again, it's very, it's family friendly and it's fun for the most part. And it's not like fire, like a must see and you should go see it immediately. And it's hilarious and you're going to be falling on the floor laughing. And 10 years later, you're still going to be watching it. It's not like that kind of funny, but it is enjoyable. It's enjoyable in a way that a lot of ridiculous family movies are enjoyable. And by that, I mean, like, if you can sit back and watch home alone <laughs> and, and home alone is a classic i get it i love home alone but that movie is ridiculous in a lot of ways we can sit and enjoy it and accept it for what it is and that's the thing you don't have high expectations when it comes to home alone you just want to see exactly what you saw and exactly what you were getting that's why when the second one came it wasn't the second one to a lot of people or to a lot of critics quote unquote wasn't as as great but at the same time, it gave you exactly what you wanted. It just upped the stakes as far as uh, traps go. Like, he's really killing these dudes over and over and over. But, you know, that's exactly what we wanted to see as kids. You know, falling over laughing, watching that. But yeah, the movie the movie was enjoyable for the most part. I think everybody did a great job. I think they did a great job with the makeup again. Eddie did the multiple parts thing again. Eddie and um, Arsenio both. So, Reverend Brown comes back as, our, you know, Arsenio does Reverend Brown. And he does this creepy looking witch doctor character named Baba, I think. Yeah, I think 
think that's the name, Baba. And um, he they do the barbershop scene. They do a callback of that, and that's pretty. That's one of the funnier scenes too. Like whenever they do the barbershop, guys, I don't know what it is, but they're all hilarious. But um, yeah, they both do those scenes. They both have those kind of scenes. They have those guys like even older. Sex with chocolate and the band comes back, and that that's a funny callback. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just remember the scene at the end. That was actually like pretty funny. Yeah, I think everybody did a good job. What I mean by the costumes, I think the attire that they were wearing in Zamunda was really, really nice. Actually, the shirt that um, Akeem's son, whose name in the movie is uh, Lavelle Johnson, played by Jermaine Fowler, just pulled that up on my phone. <laughs> but Akeem's son is wearing a shirt that I actually have in my cart on a website that sells those kind of shirts. So it actually inspired me to go back to that website and do some more shopping. So I think you might see a lot more of those, a lot more of that kind of uh, clothing becoming more fashionable now. So I thought that was dope. I thought it was dope that just, again, calling back a lot of those people and calling back a lot of the actors, James Earl Jones, John Amos, Vanessa Bell Calloway as the lady that was barking like a dog, Paul Bates, Morgan Freeman was in there, which was weird. <laughs> that was a surprise, but, you know, it's always nice to see Morgan Freeman. Louis Anderson was in there. Um, they opened the McDowell's and Zamunda. <laughs> like, it was a lot of fun things in the movie. There was a lot to pull from, and there were some themes they were going with, like basically knowing your worth and empowerment and women and girls, breaking generational curses and tradition, things like that. So there was a lot of themes in it. It didn't get too deep about it. That's the thing that people don't like because they felt like it was just like right there in your face. Like, oh, okay. Like, we see what y'all trying to do. So I didn't have a problem with those things because again, once I started to see it as a family movie and once I started to see it in a different light, I was fine with it. Like I had no problem watching it um, while I was doing, I was actually taking notes and doing work for other things involving the podcast. But other than that, the movie was good, man. I liked it. Now let's give it a rating. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> Honestly, I'm gonna give it a five. Start my first movie off with a five. <laughs> Listen, I'm giving it a five because my rating system is going to be very weird to y'all. And y'all going to ask me later on this year, how you going to give Coming to America a five, but then give Ghostbusters a three or give Ghostbusters a one or whatever. Like, I'm not a conformist. Like, I'm not trying to appease anybody. I'm not. This ain't that. So if you came here for that, if you came here to hear me talk about talk bad about this film and talk about how cheesy it was or how corny it was or how cringy it was or how unnecessary it was or how any of these things like I disagree and I disagree solely because I feel like especially in the black community we don't have an appreciation for these kind of films because we grew up in more mature homes and that's why you don't get a lot of family films from us, a lot of family fun films from us. So I feel like in a way this movie was important that it needed to happen the way it happened. Instead of trying to capture lightning in a bottle for a second time, I think it's important that we just see movies where black people are just having fun and being a family and no chaos, no beef, even though Wesley Snipes was somewhat a villain in this movie, but not really because that by the end of the movie, his animosity went nowhere. Like that storyline went nowhere. So there's some cool fighting scenes in the movie too. But yeah, I think we don't have a lot of these family movies like 
Like if you go through any streaming service and you just like look at the family fun movies, it's a bunch of corny movies with like it's it's mostly white people and white families that get to have these moments. And it's like, why don't we get to have these moments too? So I thought the movie was culturally important in that way. So yes, I'm giving it a five. I'm gonna watch it again because Again, I genuinely enjoyed it. That's just the way it is. I enjoyed it. I'm giving it five. What are we giving it? We're giving it five aliens. Aliens don't have five fingers. <laughs> My alien doesn't. He doesn't have arms, actually. <laughs> so I'm giving it five multi-taps. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> I'm giving it five multi-taps. Three snaps in Z-formation. <laughs> Whatever. Don't don't take my ratings to heart, man, is all I'm saying. Um, watch the film for yourself and form your own opinion. The thought process behind my critical analysis is really poking fun at critics. Like, that's why I use critical analysis. Like, I could have just said my review. <laughs> like, I, I intentionally use those words to... I'm, take, I'm, I'm being sarcastic and I'm poking fun at people who go into these deep think pieces and thought-provoking analysis of something that doesn't need to be looked at in that way so watch the movie enjoy watch it you can actually it's actually safe for you to watch it with your kids if you have kids so watch the movie don't watch it whatever you do i'm not here to say oh all of y'all wrong for feeling the way you feel because again i understand why people felt the way they felt about the movie and you're entitled to your opinion everybody's entitled to their opinion and if it seems like the cool thing is to just pile onto the movie and make fun of it in multiple ways then it is what it is you know i think the setup for the movie was just executed improperly or the marketing for the movie but there was no way that they could have done it in a way to where people would have been more accepting of it becoming a family movie as opposed to being you know another another pop culture hit so anyway that's my take on it thank you for listening to the first episode of my critical analysis with my deep thought-provoking very heralded um opinion I'm going to try to do one of these episodes every week because I watch a lot of movies. If you follow me on Instagram or you follow me on Facebook, you see that I post a lot of pictures of movies because I do watch a lot of films. And I'll go deeper into these movies or TV shows or video games or whatever it is, depending on the subject. But I did want to express my opinion for this film and express it in a way that people could hear me. As opposed to writing a, an extremely long, well, it would be an extremely long status. Like, if I put everything that I said in here in the Facebook status, like, it's like nobody's trying to read that. Because, again, it comes off like too think PC, and I don't want to come off like that. So, once again, thank y'all for listening. This is Marcus the Multi-Tapper. Have a good one. Peace.